Welcome to the Practical Christian Podcast. I'm Travis Albritton, a former rocket scientist turned digital missionary, here to bring you the bite-sized tips and strategies you need to become an effective Christian. Thanks for tuning in. Now let's jump into it. So this week, we're going to take a short break from our study of 1 Corinthians because this week is Christmas week. And so you are probably, uh, you know, hunkering down at home, getting ready to celebrate Christmas with your family. Some of you may be traveling. A lot of us probably aren't. A lot of us are doing Christmas at home this year. But I wanted to share a Christmas story from the Bible. Yes, from the Bible that I'm pretty sure you have never heard before. And it's kind of nuts when you read through it, but it's the story of baby Jesus and the red dragon. Have you ever heard of that story? Raise your hand if you've heard of that story before. All right, I'm looking one, two people. Two people have heard that story before. I don't actually see you. I'm not not hiding outside your window or anything. We're just having fun together. Okay, so I want to tell you the Christmas story that until recently I had never connected to Christmas. Uh, Because growing up in a Christian household, uh, I heard the story of Mary and Joseph going to Bethlehem to have Jesus, you know, that he was born in a barn with a bunch of animals, that they didn't have a crib, they had a feeding trough, that there were wise men from the East that came bringing gifts, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And that's the Christmas story that I grew up with. That's the Christmas story that I was taught. And so, you know, there, there was always a part of me that was like, that's really cool. Like, I like that. I, I'm a big fan of like Jesus coming to earth so that he could one day grow up to die on the cross and then be raised to the dead so that I could have that hope. Like, that's exciting. Uh, the prospect of God coming and living with us, you know, Emmanuel, that's exciting. Uh, but I wasn't able to really connect the dots to the bigger picture until recently. And so that's where this story of baby Jesus and the red dragon comes into play. But let's start this episode with the story that we're familiar with to lay the foundation. Okay. So we're going to read out of Luke chapter two, and then later on, we're going to jump to a different part of the Bible, but let's start in Luke chapter two, verses one through seven. And this is the story that basically all of us are familiar with. Luke says, in those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria, and all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the guest room. All right. So this is the story that we're familiar with, right? That Joseph and Mary, they leave Nazareth. They go to Bethlehem, the town of Joseph's heritage, his lineage, uh, to register, to do the census. So that way the Roman government knows how many people live in different places of the of Judea in that part of the Roman empire. And it's there that she gives birth to Jesus and there's the, the barn and the manger and all that kind of stuff. But if we keep reading, something really amazing happens. And you've probably heard this part of the story too, but it's not a piece of the story that's as talked about. So let's keep reading. And as we read, this will sound pretty familiar too. 
Uh, So right after that, in verse 8, In the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. That's, That's how I would feel if an angel showed up. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning the child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. And at the end of eight days, when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. So there's a lot of really cool stuff happening in this particular passage, right? So we have this group of shepherds that are minding their business, you know, shepherding their sheep. And then all of a sudden an angel shows up proclaiming to them that this Christ, the Lord, the son of David, a savior has been born in a nearby city. And I'm just here to let you know about that and tell you about it. So when Jesus is born, these shepherds not only hear this proclamation from the angel, but they get a glimpse at what is happening in the spiritual realm. In verse 13, it says, suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. And so these shepherds get to see the angels, the the elders that we learn about in Revelation, the heavenly host, all praising God and celebrating the birth of Jesus. And here is where the plot thickens. Because something much bigger was happening in heaven than simply what we see here in Luke. In Luke, we get a snapshot, we get a glimpse, a picture of what is going on, but it is much bigger than this. And so now we're going to read the story of baby Jesus and the red dragon. So we're going to jump over to Revelation chapter 12, and we're going to read there. Revelation chapter 12, starting in verse 1. And a great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and on her head a crown of 12 stars. She was pregnant and was crying out in birth pains and the agony of giving birth. And another sign appeared in heaven. Behold, a great red dragon with seven heads and ten thorns, and on his heads seven diadems. His tail swept down a third of the stars of heaven and cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman who was about to give birth, so that when she bore her child, he might devour it. She gave birth to a male child, one who is to rule all the nations with a rod of iron. But her child was caught up to God and to his throne. And the woman fled into the wilderness where she has a place prepared by God in which she is to be nourished for 1,260 days. Now war arose in heaven. 
Michael and his angels fighting against the dragon. And the dragon and his angels fought back. But he was defeated. And there was no longer any place for them in heaven. And the great dragon was thrown down. That ancient serpent who is called the devil and Satan. The deceiver of the whole world. He was thrown down to the earth. And his angels were thrown down with him. And I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brothers has been thrown down, who accuses them day and night before our God. And they have conquered him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. For they loved not their own lives, even unto death. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. But woe to you, O earth and sea, for the devil has come down to you in great wrath because he knows that his time is short. And when the dragon saw that he had been thrown down to the earth, he pursued the woman who had given birth to the male child. But the woman was given the two wings of the great eagle, so that she might fly from the serpent into the wilderness, to the place where she is to be nourished for a time, and times, and half a time. The serpent poured water like a river out of his mouth after the woman to sweep her away with the flood. But the earth came to the help of the woman, And the earth opened its mouth and swallowed the river that the dragon had poured from his mouth. Then the dragon became furious with the woman and went off to make war on the rest of her offspring, on those who keep the commandments of God and hold to the testimony of Jesus. All right. So recap, we have this woman who's pregnant with the child who will one day rule all the nations with a rod of iron. That would be Jesus. And then we also have this red dragon up here right at the beginning of the story. And we read that the red dragon has shown up because he seeks to devour this child, Jesus, right after he's been born. But God has other plans. As soon as this child is born, as soon as this woman is given birth, the child is caught up to God and to his throne, and then the woman is able able to escape into the wilderness. Then immediately after this, immediately after that happens, there is a war in the heavens. There's a war in the spiritual realms between Michael, who's one of the archangels, one of the chief angels of God's uh, angelic host, and they, the army of angels, are fighting against this dragon, And all of his angels. So we have these two competing factions in the heavens that are going at it. And this birth of this child is the inciting event. That before now, they had been existing in the same place at the same time, at least in the way that we think about time. But now that this child has been born, literally all hell breaks loose. Okay. But then this dragon is defeated. He is thrown down no longer in heaven. Now he has been vanquished to the earth. And he's not happy about that. This dragon and his angels are not happy with the fact that they have lost this war and that they have now been cast out of the heavens. And, you know, the other thing that I think is really interesting here, in verse 12, it says, The devil has come down to you in great wrath because he knows that his time is short. The birth of Jesus was not just significant for our sakes as people in need of a savior, though that is certainly very significant. It was the turning point in the history of the cosmos. 
Jesus's birth was the point in time where everything changed and the future was set in stone. It marked the end of Satan's influence in the heavens that you kind of get a snapshot of in the first part of Job. And he knows that his time is short. He knows that his defeat is inevitable and that one day God will succeed in fully redeeming his people. In the meantime, he is doing his very best to make war with the rest of this woman's offspring, which in verse 17 makes very clear is those who keep the commandments of God and hold to the testimony of Jesus. So Jesus's disciples, the children of God, that is now Satan's primary focus. But even he knows that his defeat, his ultimate defeat is inevitable. And so this is what's going on. This is the backdrop for the birth of Jesus, that not only has Jesus become flesh, gone from being one with the Trinity and becoming a man on the earth so that he could show us the way, he could show us what God was like, what it looked like to live in harmony with God and his will and his desire and his character, and to be that perfect offering, that perfect high priest that could take on the consequences of our sins in our place. All of that is true. All of that is important. But Jesus's birth was also the turning point in history, where after that, the hope that we have of eternal life, of the kingdom breaking into this world and one day redeeming this world in the future, that we can once again walk with God the way that Adam and Eve were able to experience God in the garden, that has now become certain. All because once Jesus was born, the rest was just a matter of time. So I hope you enjoyed this interesting take on the Christmas story. I hope that you learned something today about Christmas and its context in the grand scope of the heavens. And I hope that you have a fantastic Christmas with your loved ones. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you next week. That's it for today. Don't forget to take advantage of this week's free resource by clicking the link in the show notes, and be sure to share this episode with your ministry leader, a person in your small group, or just a friend from church. Thanks for listening to today's episode, and I'll talk to you soon.